What's going on, everybody? Jason Ackerman here for another short hitter episode of Best Hour of Their Day. And I'm taking a deeper dive into a recent post that we put up on our Instagram, all about scaling appropriately. And I want to talk to you guys about it because whenever we put something up on Instagram, I need you to understand, first of all, we're trying to take a side, right? We're trying to draw attention. We want your feedback. Sometimes we want you to say, oh my God, I love this shit. You guys are the best. Sometimes we want you to say, what the fuck is wrong with you? You guys are, are dumb. We just want you know, the idea of loved or hated, but never ignored. So understand, there's a lot of times we're putting something out there for that idea that we want your attention. But when we talk about scaling appropriately, it, it goes back to your CrossFit seminar, your level one during the programming lecture. What's the purpose of scaling? Can you guys think about it? Are you listening? Can you take a pause? Can you take a breath and tell me what the answer is? Because if you can't, you know, go back and listen to the previous 319 episodes because you haven't been paying attention. But the purpose of scaling appropriately is to preserve the intended stimulus. And the way a lot of boxes allow that to happen is with this idea of time caps. And we've talked about this in the past. A time cap's not good nor bad. It's simply, it should be a fail safe. A time cap should be, all right, I'm still going to do my best to get people to scale appropriately, but you know, Johnny over in the corner who has too big of an ego, who always bites off more than he can chew, you know, that time cap is going to go off in 10 minutes and I'm going to stop him. It keeps classes running. If you have a four, a five, a six o'clock class, three in a row, you can't have somebody you know, finishing a workout 20 minutes later. So it's not that time caps are bad. They should be a fail safe for proper scaling. And when we think about proper scaling, we program for the best, we scale for the rest. Now, best is the best at your box, right? We're not programming for Matt Frazier and Tia Claire or even a Jason Fernandez at your box. We're programming for the best at your box. So think about who that is and and, and, and I would encourage you to dangle that carrot. You know, if, if somebody is great at your box and they can do thrusters at 95, no problem. You know, once in a while, throw some thrusters at 115 out, like the um, friendly Fran, or, you know, throw out a heavier deadlift, dangle a carrot to improve them. But then, you know, think about, well, you know, let's use an example. Fern's at your box, and, and you're programming the following workout. Let me think of a workout. You're programming uh, five two-minute rounds with one minute rest between rounds. So you have five intervals of two minutes and here's how each two minute interval goes. It's gonna be eight thrusters at 115 pounds for gentlemen, 75 for the women, eight toes to bar. And then in the remaining time of that two minutes, you're gonna get as many calories as possible on the rower. And you're gonna repeat that four more times. You're gonna rest a minute between rounds. So, so let's really think about it. You know. We, we bust balls a lot, but Fern's a pretty good athlete, Division One basketball player, as most of you know. And I'm pretty confident Fern can do two things. I'm pretty confident he can pick up that barbell and give me eight unbroken thrusters. And I'm pretty confident he can then put that barbell down and give me eight unbroken toes to bar. Now, if he does that, including the time from the bar to the rig to the rower, he's going to have about a minute and 15 to a minute and 25 seconds every round. And he's going to pull like his life depended on it for those minute and 15 for that 75 seconds. And he's going to try to get me as close to 20 calories as possible. That, that's programming for the best right there. I want every round to hurt. 
I want you to, you know, crawl off the rower, sit for 30 seconds before being able to stand back up, take some deep breaths and get ready to go again. So what does that mean for your athletes? Well, big picture, what that means is they need to be able to get to the rower. You know, again, we're programming for the best scaling for the rest. No matter how well you scale, not everyone's going to just be able to push themselves mentally or, you know, get there as fast. So let's say, hey, I need you to have at least one minute on the rower every round. That's probably the first thing I would look at. Now, I need you to be done with those two movements, the 16 reps within, you know, 45 to 50 seconds. So you can get on that rower, strap in and have a minute to pull your ass off. Okay. Now, how do we get them done in 45 seconds? Well, so these thrusters have to be unbroken. So now you get your members thinking about it. If, if you can barely do one thruster at 115, you're not going 115. You're probably going 95 or more realistically 75. Once you put that barbell down, without more than a quick shake out of the hands, I need you on that rig and I need you to give me eight unbroken toes to bar. So now we're thinking about that. Can I do eight unbroken toes to bar fresh? Can I do them four or five times in a row? Maybe not. So we have a few options. Well, instead of giving me eight, you're going to give me six. Instead of giving me eight, you're going to give me four. I know you could do a few toes to bar, but instead today you're going to give me candlesticks because I need you to go unbroken. So those are the types of things we're getting our athletes to think about. I want everybody to really strive to get towards 100 calories, but I understand, you know, at, at a minimum, I need you at 75. That's 15 a minute. Now we've got some thinking going on at your community, at your box. You know, and that's obviously a time domain workout because everybody's working out for the same 10 minutes, the same five, two minute intervals. Now let's imagine a, you know, let's, let's take a classic. Let's take a Karen. Let's take 150 wall balls because that can go from, you know, six minutes to, to a half an hour with the right people. All right. It's 20 pounds for men, 14 pounds for women. I don't need you to go unbroken, but keep in mind the best in the world do. I saw Matt Frankel from uh, the Northeast once do an unbroken Karen at the CrossFit Games teams division when he was representing CrossFit New England. So it's certainly possible, but you know, you're going to need to take some breaths, but I need you to pick a weight that allows you to do 30 unbroken. Now, I don't need you to do 30 unbroken to kick this thing off, but I need that weight to be something you can do 30 unbroken. If you want to break it up to 15 sets of 10 or 10 sets of 15 or, you know, any other combination of numbers there, that's okay. But that's what the load needs to be. I need everybody done under 10 minutes. So that means if you're not getting 15 reps per minute at around minute four or five, I'm going to come over and I'm either going to lower the height that you're throwing to, or I'm going to decrease the load of the ball you're using until you catch up. And then we're going to obviously maintain it. But that's how you get everybody to finish in under 10 minutes versus setting a time cap. Now, one other thing I want to touch upon in this episode is this idea of double unders, because I put a post out there about this, and it's perhaps my biggest gripe in all of scaling, this idea that, hey, if you can't do double unders, what you actually need to do is double the reps with single unders. Well, first of all, there's no amount of single unders that get you better at double unders. Yeah, we can argue that, you know, balance, accuracy, and agility and coordination will improve in single unders and potentially transfer to double unders. But realistically, if you're not practicing that fast rope and the timing of a double under, you're not going to get better. Now, the other thing I know about people that struggle with double unders is 
you know, they tend to be newer athletes or maybe they're not the fittest at your box. So here we're taking a movement. Let's say there's 60 double unders in a round and that should take you 30 seconds. Well, I'm telling you, you have to do 120 singles, which are slower and doubled. So that's going to take you closer to a minute. There's no way I'm going to get those athletes to finish in the time domain I want. Point is, stop doubling your singles as a scaling option for double unders. Do either the same number, do a penguin jump where you tap the side of your thigh twice, do on and off a, a, a bumper plate, do alternating footsteps on a kettlebell, do attempts. Or say there's 60 double unders per round and we know that should take you 30 seconds. Here's another two options. Give me 30 seconds of single unders. Give me 30 seconds of double under attempts. I don't care how many you get. But if we think about the stimulus that we're looking for, that's what we need to be approaching. So there's the concept of scaling appropriately. Of course, if you have questions, comments, concerns, hit us up at best hour of their day on Instagram or best hour of their day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, Day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at Best Hour of Their Day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.